And now for something completely different. A radio show about books. Didn't think it through at all. Inconceivable! <laughs> yes, the show's serious. That's totally a thing. Thank you. Tarzan of the Apes. Brought to you from out the pages of Edgar Rice Burroughs' immortal book. Oh, wow. In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and been widely regarded as a bad move. And now for your host, Daniel Thompson, a completely underqualified buffoon who has no idea why he's here in the first place. And all were amazed and said, this guy is really good. Do you do children's parties? Holy carp, it's cold outside. It was a very cold walk all the way from my dorm to the library today. And the wind, oh my gosh, thanks Oklahoma. You're being a real pal. Oklahoma is such a friend during the winter, a friend to all people who want to die. It is 56 degrees outside and sunny with six miles per hour wind from the north in Tyler, Texas today. I hate you, all of you who live in Tyler, Texas. I don't actually, but oh my gosh, well, how how come it's how come it's cold in Oklahoma and that warm in Texas? Why, can you can you share, please? Like the other day, it got up to like 78 here, like on a Saturday, and I'm like, yes, winter, be gone. I will just take this, and it will be a wonderful thing. But no, it, the cold is back. It is. We witness today the return of Morgan Bussey. The glorious return. She's going in Dallas with her wisdoms. Not just one wisdom, more than one wisdoms. So, let's get this party started. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? This drink, I like it. Another! The Very Serious Writing Show. Starring our very special guest, Morgan Bussey, author of Daughter of Light. Do you have any goals for how you want to build this in relation to your, your previous stories? Are there anything, do you go and like, okay, this time around I want to make a, a better villain, or do do you look at it that way, or is it just, okay, I'm jumping back into a new place and a new story? You know, my only fear when I start a new series is I don't want the characters to sound like the old series. And so, um, that maybe that sounds weird. No, no, not at all. <laughs> you know, sometimes you'll read an author and you're like, wow, that sounds like this, the previous series they wrote or something like that mm -hmm. and so my goal is actually more to um create a whole different group of people for people you know my readers to um read about and it was it was fun this time I have a very different female character than the ones in my other series um she's smart obviously because she's a, a prodigy scientist you know, she's um, got a good head on her shoulders. She's kind of sassy, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. And then uh, my male character is um, different than my other male characters in my other books. And the fact that um, he used to be a policeman. Now he's a bounty hunter. He believes really strongly in justice and takes people out. And um, had, his, had something really awful happen to him in his past, which made him kind of put a wall around himself. So... So it's just, for me, um, creating characters that are new and different for people to um, read about. 
Yeah, you always want to come into a book knowing that you're getting something different, but you also want that same kind of feel uh-huh. from an author. You know, I, I, you read you read books by the same author as other books just because you kind of like that author's style. Yep, yep. I would definitely say I, I still have the same style. Um, people have said my voice, even in my fantasy, is very action-packed and abrupt and fast-paced. I don't write very um, flowery, lyrical prose. <laughs> I'm very to the point and very action-oriented, so... Well, that's good. That helps guys like me, <laughs> who enjoy, who enjoy a story at a good at a good pace. The guys who struggle through Pride and Prejudice, you know. Yeah. <laughs> do you enjoy like the classics? What do you read in order to kind of get inspiration? Do you do that? Uh, I, I love all sorts of books. Um, to be honest, I would probably write historicals. Other than I am so intimidated by all the research you have. There to- is a lot of research. It's a lot of research. I, what I love about steampunk is I was able to take all my research, but I didn't have to be very precise about it. I could go, Oh, I like this. I like this mm-hmm. story. I don't like that. I'm not going to have that. Ooh, I like this, you know, um, fashion style but it wasn't actually there in the 1860s but who cares i'm going to use it you know (laughs) (laughs) i got to create my own world by borrowing from our world (laughs) and that is that is so helpful that i wrote his fic when i a couple years ago and yeah it was like i couldn't create anything really i had to go and discover it i had to search for it yep and build my world from the world that really existed luckily turns out there's a lot of cool stuff in luxembourg that no one knows about (laughs) so i was able to make it work yeah, I wrote a World War II book in Luxembourg, and everyone was like, where's Luxembourg? It's about the size of a pea. <laughs> so it, it's very fun. Okay, well, we're going to take a real quick break, and uh, we're going to be right back to the interview after this. From the acclaimed author of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer comes an all-new series of mythical stories. Complete your collection with How to Kill a Mockingbird who's actually a creepy paranormal bird person with bird flu. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, and John C. Tom Sawyer, Wendigo Killer. Jane Airy, Centaur Slayer. Little Women of the Distant Apocalypse. The Great at Harming Small Fluffy Animals Gatsby. The Chronicles of Narnia, except just where witches die over and over. Barack Obama, Fairy Crusher. Phantom of the Words, a George Bush story. And finally, A Tale of Two Hairs, Sanders versus Trump, Dawn of the Overcome. I love talking about writing, hence why I probably am starting to teach at conferences and stuff. I just love it. Well, yeah. I mean, and to be able to teach at conferences, that's, that's a great opportunity. It sounds yeah. like a ton of fun. I was very, I've been asked to teach before and I was very nervous about it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have anything I can teach. I know so many people that are better at character development, point of view, marketing. And then, um, um, I've had a lot of people tell me, even in the reviews, they say her book, you know, has Christian worldview, but it never came across as preacher. I've even had non-Christian people say that about my book. And I, and I realized, I think I have something here. I need to figure out how I'm doing this. So I took a couple of months to figure out how did I do that in my books and came up with a class to help other people do that with their books. So. And that's so important because there's so many stories, especially in Christian films right now, that are very slap over the face, mm. beat, beat you over the head. Uh, but 
the, the, the conversions and the, the Christianity in there is very flat, very just very straightforward. They don't take time to really do like the research like you were talking about, it seems. Yeah. And I hate to say this, a lot of times it just doesn't come across authentic because I look at that going, well, that's not what my life's like. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't come across authentic. And even as a Christian, you're like, you know what? This is this is not this is not real. Mm-hmm. So I really hope that your mentality starts to take stronger approach. I've been talking to more people. That's that's a topic that I try to ask everyone because everyone has a different opinion on how to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but most people, surprisingly, do recognize that there's a problem with the way Christianity is being portrayed in media. Mm-hmm. So it's really encouraging to know that that's that that's happening. So where are you where are you teaching next? What's the next conference for you? Not sure yet. I'm actually going to be applying for the big ACFW conference, and um, I have two classes I'm pitching to them. I'm pitching the one about how to um, incorporate your worldview and gospel into your story without preaching. And then I have another class that I teach about how to write fight scenes for the person who doesn't fight. Basically. Nice. Especially for like romance writers or something. And they're like, Oh man, I just got into a sword fight or just got into a gunfight, And I have no idea how to write this. <laughs> I'm going to come in there and I have all these things on how I teach people how to write fight scenes. And it's not, it's not necessarily about, you know, how to use the weapons and stuff. I actually show them how to look that kind of stuff up and research it. Rather, I tell them how to use that scene to further their story, add more depth to their character and, you know, stuff like that. So I'm excited to pitch that class. Especially, like I said, for the romance women who are like, oh, no, I don't know how to write this sword fight being seen. <laughs> are we starting to see more people like that who are kind of coming out of the romance genre and getting into the speculative genre? Is there... <sighs> I don't know. Um, I, th you know, what I'm finding is a lot of people who secretly love the speculative genre, but because in the past it hasn't sold, and it's still, it's still making its way up in the Christian publishing world, but mm -hmm. it's still not quite there yet. And so they've chosen to go into other genres to establish their name. Like I don't know if you know Ronnie Kendig. I don't. Um, really famous for her military thrillers. Okay. Awards, bestseller, blah, blah, blah. Well, she's with Enclave now because she's always wanted to write fantasy. <laughs> but years ago when she first started writing, they told her fantasy is not happening in Christian publishing. So she instead went into military thrillers to build a name up for herself. And so I just, I, I go to conferences and women almost in hushed tones will tell me, oh, I just love fantasy and wish I could write it. <laughs> So. Well, it's been interesting because the Christian genre has been flooded with the romance for so long, it feels like. Oh, everything's flooded with romance. If you go out into the... Um, oh, that's true, too. Yeah. The game market, yeah. It's, just, it's a very romance genre. And, you know, I was talking... I was talking with... This is totally unrelated, but I was talking with one of my radio buddies. I worked at a radio station in the country music genre, which, yeah... <laughs> it's, that's funny. But um, he was talking about how the writers of all the songs that people who hate country music just hate. You know, it's, it's those songs that are cheesy in the country genre. They just don't like them. And he, he had talked to some of them, and they had told him, hey, we're just as sick of, of writing this stuff as you are of listening to it. <laughs> it's just that this is the market that exists right now. Yep. So yep. I really hope the same thing's starting to happen with Christian fiction and fiction in general, really. I'd love to see a move away 
or just a move come back coming back to these other genres that have mm-hmm. been underdeveloped. Like steampunk is is underdeveloped. I feel like we could see a ton more of it. It'll be interesting to see what happens because there are some big names out there who have decided to write steampunk. Um, Jim Butcher just is releasing a new steampunk series. Um, who else would I see? Anyway, I'm kind of excited because, you know, dystopian's kind of dying. Ha ha. Uh, <laughs> I need to get my dystopian out before that happens. It's starting to lose steam is what we're starting to see. And so they're all asking right now, what is going to be the next big genre? And I don't know. I think steampunk has the chance to jump up there potentially. You know, so. with all the options that it gives you, I would I would think it'd be a prime genre mm-hmm. for that to happen. I mean, we're in superhero movies right now in in a film media, but steampunk I could see taking over the genre in film ten years from now. Well, that's what I love about steampunk. I was telling someone that steampunk has so many. It has something basically for anyone. It can be science fiction. It can be fantasy. It can be focused on the technology. It can be focused on the science. It can be focused on the history. And you don't even have to have Victorian. There's Western steampunks. You know, um, it just has so many ways for you to play in that world. Yeah, my dystopian right now, I I guess if dystopian's dying, I need to get it out. But I'm writing a dystopian comedy. Oh, (laughs) wow. That's like... um, oxymoron <laughs> i know it is i know it is dystopian comedy i just feel like it hasn't been done yet and no. it, it should be <laughs> it's very douglas adams so yes that's exactly what i was thinking I'm, i was thinking you know it sounds like hitchhiker guide to the galaxy <laughs> i just i discovered hitchhiker about a year ago and it quickly became my favorite sci-fi mm. i just love how snarky it is i mean i don't agree with the worldview it's very nihilistic but um but at the same time, it's just too funny. Mm-hmm. I just love it too much. So I love that kind of stuff. I just can't write it. I oh, yeah? love good humor. I just I, I don't seem as good at writing the humor, so I'll leave that for other people. But have you read Mitchell Bond's um, Hero Second Class? No, but I think it's sitting on my Kindle waiting for me because he's Wait. another person who's been on my to interview it's list. Curious. It is so funny. You've got to read it if you like that kind of sense of humor. I do. Okay. Oh. I'll, I'll go... I'll go look, pick it up again. Yeah, he's funny. It's fantasy, but oh, it's so funny. Yeah, well, that'd be that'd be great. Yeah, we just need more genre diversity. I'm glad to hear that people like you are doing the steampunk thing. Mm-hmm. I just, I just, too, too many good options there. Okay, so you've got social medias in places. Where can people go to find you, hang out, see your stuff? Where's it at? I do. I have a um, website you can visit, which is www.morganl.com. Bussy.com uh, and my last name's B U S S E. So, or just Google it and you'll find me all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that um, you, that you can't confuse that last name. No. There's not that much else on the internet. No, there's not. Put my name in there, you'll pretty much get me. Um, I'm also on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Same, just put in my name, Morgan L. Bussy. Um, and I, I, I believe you said at the beginning of this, but I'll just let you guys know. My first book, Daughter of Light, is free right now on Amazon. So just put in Daughter of Light mm-hmm. and you can find it. Pick that up today. And um, yeah. Well, that's fabulous. So the first book being free, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it very much. Well, hey, you have an excellent day, Morgan. If you ever have, next time you, you're promoting a book, you come on and we'll, we'll do it for you. We'll make it a thing. Sounds great. Thanks. Hey, you have a great day. Catch you later. Okay, bye.
Bye. Show writing series very V. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, it is time for us to part ways. It is a sad time, time of endings, but you know, transition moments like these, they just happen. It's a part of life, changes, and every, all good things have to come to an end, is what they say, and I think this, this moment is a good way to epitomize that. The letting go of something old in the hopes of grasping on to something new. And that something new should come Monday <laughs> when we premiere the next episode of the Very Serious Writing Show. But in the meantime, if you'd like to hang out with me, you can do so on Facebook. Daniel Thompson, right there on Facebook. Just send me a message that so that I don't unfriend you. Like, I don't decline your friend request. Send me a Twitter. I guess you don't send people things over Twitter. Anyway, tweet at me in my general direction. You know, I started out this outro very smooth, and it just fell to pieces. I'm also on Goodreads. For those of you who don't actually want to talk to me, but want to, like, there's this conversation that people have when you're sitting there reading a book. Like, you're sitting there, not wanting to talk to anybody, reading this book, and someone walks up and is like, hey, what you reading? Goodreads is like that, except online. It's the social media equivalent of that conversation. So, we got that going for us. Hey, also, check out Morgan L. Bussey on the social medias and on her website and pick up her book because maybe you'll like it. Morgan was a fantastic person, so I'd assume that her writing is equally fantastic. Again, as we bring this time together to a close, let us enter into a time of brief mourning. It'd be a lot sadder if this music wasn't so happy. Anyway, I'll catch you all later. Bye.